0: Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. It's nice to see everyone here. As we come together, we're, we come to bet, together to build one another up in the most holy faith. Because the world that we live in is, well, for all intents and purposes, a very dark world. Because it doesn't matter the country that you would live in or the generation that you would live in, the world was set up as a trial ground. And as a Christian, we're able to understand and see the trials that God's put this earth under. And in the Old Testament, he tells us that He, that because of the people's actions, the, cur- the ground is either cursed or blessed. Because in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, or 18th chapter, whichever one it is, he talks about the cursing and blessing that He gave to His people. But in principle, it applies to mankind. And as we live in this world of darkness, if you will, our souls are tried. And we want to know what God wants of us. So this morning, we're going to look at the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom. Now, let's define fear. Fear is something that is a trigger within us. Uh, For example, if we're standing out on a ledge, we know that we have to walk very carefully. Because if we fall off that ledge, three or 400 feet below, we won't survive. And so it gives us a little fear, but that fear doesn't make us not walk. What it does, it makes us be more careful. And we walk towards safety. And as we walk towards safety, the fear of immediate threat comes down but the respect of what's there is there. And we know that we need to respect that ledge, that height, and our abilities. When it comes to God, we fear God. But we don't fear Him in a way that will lead us away from God. We fear Him in a way that will lead us towards safety. Because, you see, we know one of the things that happens in our world that we live in today is the lack of fear of God. And why don't they fear God? Because they cut off that and built the core of knowledge. You see, when you read God's word, he educates <coughs> you real quickly to who he is. And then he's a loving God. But he also educates you real quickly to those that spurred his invitation, to those that don't fear him. He still blesses He blesses them. You can see him out here in his life. They got everything. They got the big houses and they got all the fine toys and they got all the kind of stuff that the world wants out here. But they lack the fear of God that shows him respect. That brings them into a place of safety. Now folks I don't like fear. We like love over fear. And love casts out fear. But fear starts us down the road. Because it's the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end of wisdom. Love is the end of wisdom. Fear is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of God. Respect of God. The knowing that God is so magnificent that he spoke, spoke the universe into existence. Designed this world. Designed every one of you and me as well. And when he did that, he did that in the hope that we would come to him. Because the whole exercise of the whole world, is that God is saving man that would look up and come to Him. And so, as we're going to see in the verses here, that fear is the beginning of knowledge that we might go to safety and be in Christ. Because you'll never be good enough to be saved. I'll just put that out there right now. You won't be good enough to be saved. Because you take all your goodness and offer it to God. And the Bible tells us that our goodness is as filthy rags. So if you're looking for your performance, your goodness, and what you can do and accomplish to give to God, you're looking in the wrong place. Because Christ has already given to God what he wants. What we do is we offer up thanksgiving from our heart and from our lips. And that, that thanksgiving is the acknowledgement of salvation. And within the acknowledgement of salvation is our freedoms in Christ. Not the freedoms for sin, but the freedoms for righteousness. That we can exclude this world, although we live in it, we're not of it, and live in righteousness before God. But that requires a little knowledge, doesn't it? So let's read our text. Job 28 is where we're going to be. And we're going to read 20 through 28. Because we want to see what the Bible has to say about all this. Because we don't make up things and make believe and have faith in nothing. Our faith is based on evidence, right? The Things unseen. So we have evidence, just like electricity. You can't see electricity unless you turn light on. But the wire itself, I could hold the wire here for 110 volts and you won't see nothing until you touch them. And when you touch them, you might not see anything either except for a few stars. But you're going to be jumping around a little bit because the evidence is there. <coughs> the electricity is there. Now, that's just a simple carnal thing. But come on, we've got to understand God's same way. So let's take a look. Whence then cometh wisdom? In other words, where does it come from? And where is the place? of understanding. So here here the question is asked, where is wisdom? Where is understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living and kept close from the birds of the heaven. Destruction and death say, We have heard a rumor thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. For he looks to the heavens of the heavens or excuse me, for he looks to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven. To make weight of the wind, yea, he maketh out, measures out the waters by measure, meeteth out the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain and by the way, and a way for the lightning of, th- of the thunder, then did he see it and declare it. He established it and yea, he searched it out. And unto man he said, Now I want you to notice those first words of that verse that we're going into. This is what he says unto us. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So there's two things there. Fear of the Lord, wisdom, and departing from evil is understanding. Now this is why we know that we live in a world that lacks understanding. Because they cleave to evil. And you and I know that we want to cleave to righteousness. Because our God is righteous. And we know that He designed us. And we know that we have sin. I'm not going to stand here and act like I didn't sin last week. I did. You did too. We do it daily. But we don't intend to sin. And we don't live a life dedicated to sin. We live a life in fear and wisdom. Because we understand that our God is a mighty God that not only made this world. So I mean, want you to think about this. He made you a life. And then he encapsulated your spirit inside of the body that you're in. Now just for a moment, I want to do a little exercise and let me see how many of you can jump out of your body real quick. Okay, so no one is able to jump out of their body real quick. Because if you jumped up and down, you'd just be looking ridiculous because your body would do what your spirit wants. Your spirit is trapped, folks. If God can trap your spirit in his carnal body, this tent, as Paul calls it, now, you don't think he can later on? See, this is what people don't understand about God, is that he made all of this that we might come to him have love but those that reject him they're not going to have a chance because he's made a special place with special conditions for those that come to him and that would be in Christ those that are in Christ baptized into him that walk in the way we know that and it's by faith you're never going to be good enough to put it on the altar to say here it is you ain't going to do it Christ did that our faith is in what he did for us. Not in what I'm going to do. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to avoid things that would displease the Father. Right? And so that means i got to work on myself a little bit. But how do I work on myself? Pull myself up by the bootstraps? No. God gives me everything I need to live holy in Christ through his word. It. It's a spiritual thing spiritual life that we're living now the spirit inside of us obviously manifests it's in the physical but if we're walking in the spirit of Christ we'll be doing those things that he wants us to do turn with me to Hosea Hosea 4 6 look what he says here we've got to see this he's talking about his people here now we count ourselves as his people because spiritually we're by the faith in Abraham, faith in Christ, just like in the Old Testament describes. But he says here in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed. Now he's talking about his own people. Now I, I, I consider myself part of, the, part of that number, his own people. And although this is in the Old Testament, we know that spiritually we are his and we are spiritual Israel here now today. So he's still talking to me. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What knowledge? What knowledge am I destroyed for? What knowledge do I lack? The knowledge of the principles of God. We spend so much time learning about our op- occupations or our jobs or our hobbies, but spend very little time learning about the machinery of God. How it all works. How that justification is by faith. isn't it?" It's the grace of God. And we find favor with God in Christ. I don't find favor with God by how good I am. I don't find favor with God by necessarily all the good works I do. Right? We find favor with God in Christ. Because no matter how good I am, it will never measure up. So what we do is we offer up the offering of thanksgiving from our heart, which changes our life, by the way. So let's finish reading it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. This is where the world is. They're not reading his word. They don't care about what he exactly says. They just kind of board, take whatever they want, see. He said, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Now, you know that we are priests in spiritual kingdom. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. God wants us to want him. God wants us to come towards him. But you ain't going to want him or want to even come towards Me if you don't understand him. Because if you let the world tell you about God, the world's going to tell you that God's an old mean person up there, just wait and zap you anytime that you do a little bit something wrong. And that you are never going to be good enough, and that you can't be good enough, you might as well just go out here and do whatever you want. That's the world. That's what they'll tell you. That's what Christ tells you. Christ tells you, Come to me, ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What? Rest from all of the pressures of this life because we're freedom. We're free from life you know we're not, we're not pressured by God to go out and make money we're not pressured by God to go make a big empire so that I can employ a lot of people I mean my industry they use that stuff a lot that, that's, that's not what we're called we're called to the gospel of Christ it's a spiritual calling he doesn't care if I'm taller shorter wider skinnier color my skin the country that I live in what I do for a living as long as it's within the bounds of righteousness. He doesn't care about that. He cares about where my heart is and do I recognize his plan and do I recognize his son and have I showed that proper respect? It's the beginning of wisdom. Do I even want some wisdom from God? You know, that's another question. There's a lot of people, you offer a little bit of knowledge wisdom from God and they shut you off and they turn you off. I've seen it time and again. You have too. If you've ever talked to anybody about religion, you've seen it time and again. They cut you off, change the subject, to whatever they can. Because they're not wanting to get into this. And they definitely don't want this. They, oh man, oh no, and Jesus loves everybody. Everybody's going to heaven. You know, Dimebag, Daryl, and all those guys. Speaking musically. Or any of your favorite actors or whoever. You know, everybody's up there in heaven. God, you know. They misunderstand the whole thing because they don't have any knowledge, so they make stuff up to ease their own little conscience. That's all good, you know. You can lie to yourself. I'm in the most dangerous part of town, but no, everything's cool, and 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 I'm going to go to the park at midnight, and it's all right. And even though I know there's a lot of crime down there, I'll be all right. Does that sound reasonable? Does that sound like safety? That's what the world. They do it every day. They walk out there in darkness. They're not looking for the Lord. They're not looking for the light. They, how much do you value your own soul? A lot of people don't value their soul. They just want to make an excuse so that they can satisfy their mind. So that they can live all how they want. And, and it's all good. And by the way, anytime I ever hear anybody say it's all good, I know that it ain't all good to say it. Turn with me to Psalms 111. That's 111th chapter. And we're going to read 7 through 10. Talking about how God is. The works of his hands are truth and justice all his precepts are sure. Now here's the thing, you can just turn these words opposite and that describes the world. The works of the world are lies and injustice and all their precepts are impure. Now that's the world, but the word. It says the works of his hands are truth and justice. All his precepts are sure. They are established forever and ever. They are done in truth and uprightness. Truth and uprightness. There is following our wishes, following men's creeds, or following God's words. You're not here to worship anybody that's here. We're worshiping Christ. We follow God's word. The relationship is between you and God. All we have a relationship is brothers and sisters because we have a responsibility to meet together and to uphold one another in the most holy faith. So that we can go out there during the week remembering what we've studied and learned and talked about. And when all of the onslaught of the world comes on we have a little wisdom. Because we've been walking down this road. And the fear that we have is not the fear that the world has. They're quaking in their boots because they they know they ain't saved. We're not quaking in our boots. We have ultimate respect. And yeah, we fear our God. But you know what? He's given us instruction. So that we can live in love towards Him. And that's in Christ. So although we fear Him, guess what? We live in love. We respect Him. And we know that he's not one to be trifled with. It was like my dad. He didn't trifle with dad. Messed with him enough. You know, he poked bear enough. And the bear will come alive. Right out of the den. <clears throat> he has sent redemption unto his people, verse 9. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and rever- revered is his name Now here it is. Here's our verse. The fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. You know, wisdom and understanding comes from obedience. Obedience of the heart first of all. Obedience of the mouth and obedience of the mind. You can't do anything you don't think about first. If you're going to do Let's say you're going to raise a garden. I think, uh, I'm not a gardener, so I'm going to plant my seeds in, like, uh, say, October. And I'll start to uh, water, you know, like November or something like that. And then see if I can get a crop, like, in December. Isn't that? Doesn't that work like that? good? What problem? I mean, if I do that, you know, I mean, I'm going to do all the works. I'm going to sow the seed, to the ground, I think. I, is there something wrong with what I'm is there a timing problem there? That's what the world does out there. They don't see that God has set things in order. Anybody with look and understanding knows that the growing season is not in November, October. Everyone knows we got to get out there in March to start tilling that ground as soon as the frost breaks, April. We get our seeds in there early. Get the weeds out of there do all the stuff we need so we have a crop went at the end of the ripe season. Why? Because we have a little fear that if we don't do it, according to wisdom, we're going to be in a big hurt come wintertime. I'll be out there in December looking for them, that corn. And it ain't there. And if I don't have no neighbors that's going to help me, And they're going to talk behind my back. Hey, man, he was out there looking for corn in December. We're going to help him. Man, he's dead. (laughs) Well, you guys are laughing about it. But think about this. They're not using the wisdom that God gives them because they're not even looking at it. God gives us wisdom about all that stuff. That planting stuff, too, by the way, is found in the Bible. The fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. We get understanding for reeling ourselves in under Christ. Listen. It's a trial ground. Sin out there is fun. Those people out there are having a great time. There's people not in church this morning. They're out skiing or hiking or doing whatever they want to do under the sun. They're having a good time. And you know what? They're going to eat finer food than you and I are. I am just up there at Whitefish. I'll tell you what. they got fine food up there if you want to eat some. And they're all enjoying that stuff today. In fact, a lot of Sunday brunches are going on. Where's the respect to God? God doesn't sit there and uh, give them bad food, rotten food. They've got the best everything. And yet they're still rejecting We worship Him. We're just regular people. Because our reward isn't here. Our reward is there in heaven. It's an eternal reward. We've got to have understanding. And when God corrects me down here, causes me to fear sometimes, and changes my ways and teaches me out of His Word, that's because He loves me. That's because He loves me. When my dad used to correct me and spank me for getting in the road or like he would any of these children because you love them. You don't want to see them hurt. But God's a just God. He cannot break his own rules. He cannot sit the sun down here, make the whole thing, give everybody the same set of rules and then say, well, let's well, see. I like that guy. I like that guy. He looks pretty good. He made a lot of money. He don't do that. It's not about if you're not in Christ, you're not getting the consider. You could be the person that made all the money in the world and ain't come and do it, nine for it's good, because he ain't taking money. And besides that, he gave us everything we got anyhow. You breathed air this morning, it was all given to you by God. You ate something for breakfast this morning, it was given to you by God. You come over here on the car, then your airs, your tires stayed up by the air given by God. Designed by a person that God designed. Everything we is given by God. The world don't see that. They don't recognize that. They just use His stuff. And He gives them the best so that they can see Him, but he, they don't look up. But we've determined to look up. That's why we're here this morning. <clears throat> Turn with me to Proverbs 9. <clears throat> Proverbs 9, chapter 6-10. He's going to talk about the way we are. He's going to talk to the center of the foolish man, as a, simpleton, as a simpleton. Because we get so wise in our own understanding. We know nuclear physics. We know surgery. We know all this stuff. Yet, it's all carnal. It still doesn't save the soul. Now, it might help the body for a little bit, but it doesn't save the soul. Let's see what it says here. Leave off, you simple ones, verse 6, and live. And walk in the way of understanding. Now, how can I walk in the way of understanding if I don't have any understanding, if I haven't read his word? And how will I have understanding if I read his word and don't practice what he asked me to do? That comes, that's your wisdom and understanding. God. He that correcteth the scoffer Get it to himself reviling, and he that reproveth a wicked man geteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scoffer, lest he hate thee. Reprove a wise man, and he will love thee. Now I've been both of these, and I'm sure you have too. Someone's told you, yeah. "Hey, knock that off." You know, about well, seventeen. Know, a little more. But nowadays we don't do that. Why? God's taught us a little bit of manners and how to live life without being an animal out here. Consider others, you see. Consider God. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. I want to be that kind of guy that increases in learning. That actually increases in Wisdom towards God, not just a, a false fake little show of whatever to you. You're not my savior. I need that to be between me and God. So do you. We need to be attached to our, our God through His Son. Look what it says here. I want to be that man that would love righteousness. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. I want to be that kind of guy. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. Who holds your life in his hand? God does. You ever see a foolish person and we've seen them. I'm not going to mention any names. It comes into life, and by the time they're in their mid-twenties, they're just running around doing all kinds of nonsense. And all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. We've seen them. I could mention half a dozen names. The foolishness don't survive out here. God gives God our life is in God's hands every day. And when you don't think it is, you're not thinking. Because God gives us life and breath and all things. For life and godliness. For life and godliness. Two things there. Spiritual in nature, but he still holds your life within his hand. For it, verse 12, if thou art wise, thou art wise for thyself, and if thou scoffest, thou alone shall bear it. I don't need to write, read any more than that. Turn over to Proverbs 15. 28 through the end of the chapter. We need to see that God's reaching out to us in every way He can. But you see, it's up to me to have understanding. It's up to me to reach out for wisdom. It's up to me to knock on the door. It's got to be within you. He's just knocking, I'll open. Ask and I'll answer. But the problem is we don't always want him to open and answer because we're so ingratiated with the world out here. That we're not living in fear of the Lord, we're living in fear of rejection of the world. We're living in fear of not being accepted by the world. That's wrong fear, folks. Wrong fear. The heart of the righteous, verse 28, studieth to answer. In other words, that person's thinking about it, not just quick to answer not just quick to speak his whatever word. Why? Because he knows he's got accountable for those things. He wants to think about doing things. He wants to see what God has to say. Jehovah's far from the wicked but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Now, you see the world out here, they have a lot of prayers. You see it on TV, you see it everywhere. But he just said right there that he's not listening to the wicked, those that are against him. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. I want to be one of those righteous. that he hears my prayer. I need his help. Not in all the physical things. But I need his help in the spiritual journey. Which will lead me on a physical journey for sure. But but I need his help on the spiritual things. I want to stand up as a man in Christ. That's against this world out here. Firm in faith. Looking. Looking to that reward. Having the vision of heaven in my mind as I walk daily. Jehovah is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices in the heart, and good tidings make the bones fat. The ear hearkeneth to the reproof of life, shall abide amongst the wise. He that refuses correction despises his own soul. This is where the world's at. They just find, they look down, they don't realize they got a soul. That's why they preach that thing. You know, when you're dead, you're over, like Rover. You're just a created monkey, and you're just alive right now, and after it's gone, you're done. Well, the Bible doesn't preach that. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that when we're done, here, we answer to our maker there, and that there's only two choices that we have. We're either going to go live with God, or we ain't. And I'll tell you what, the ain't, ain't good. Because he says, he describes it as a torture, as a torment. A lot of people, they don't like that. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that it's a torture. They don't want to hear that, that uh, hell is a big party. And we're going to see all our friends there. Well, from what I've read, studied the Bible, hell is solitude. confinement, Solitary confinement. You're not going to be there with your friends, your family. It's solitary confinement. People don't even get that. I used to be sent to my room. I know what solitary confinement is. There going to be no window for me to sneak out of down there. Ain't going to happen. He that refuses correction despises his own soul, but he that hearkeneth to reproof getteth understanding. The fear of Jehovah is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor goeth humility. We have to learn these precepts about humility and pride and, and loving God and understanding and having wisdom and, and letting God correct our lives. I want God to be in control of my life. Because every time I've taken the reins to my life guess what happens? Oh, off the road go. But if God's leading my life you can't go wrong. Because you're looking to Him for instruction. For a guidance, for learning, for wisdom, for understanding. You're looking to Him for all those things, not to yourself. Not to yourself. The new life found in Romans 8, first few verses. Verse one: There's therefore now view that cross. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now we got fear. That was the beginning of the Lord, but now we're seeing the end of it, which is love. Because there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ. What's our fear? Our fear is condemnation. value your soul. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Now we're going to read a little bit more. Because although people dying, and, and this is me, and if you could prove me wrong, I'll sit and listen to it, but there's no such thing as unconditional love. That's a, that's a carnal, human-made thing. There's no such thing as unconditional love because even a child can be such a, 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 a burden that the parents don't want it around. Friends and family can do that too. our love to God is conditioned upon obedience. Obedience to baptistry to love, walking in the light, those kind of things. That's where we're found. That's why we're found in Christ. Where we have that grace. Now, now, if I'm in Christ, I have the grace that's in Christ and my sins aren't counted against me. Hey, I still said last week they weren't counted against me. I'm not purposely going out there to the world, but you know, even a bad person has a little good in them. Right? Well, we have sin still here, we're carnal. But our design in our mind and in our hearts is to please God. And so, what will that do? It'll cause us to walk farther and farther and farther away from sin. Our own sin. Our own selves. To let God lead us, not ourselves. <clears throat> There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. He did that for me. Up for me and you. He came down here and lived righteously perfectly before God that he could be that sacrifice. Because I couldn't do it. We've already sinned. We've already blown our chances at it. He never did. That the ordinance of the law might be fulfilled in us. In us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There is your difference. Walking after the spirit not after the flesh. Well, what does that mean, walk after the Spirit? Well, that means to consider God in everything we do. If we're out here doing a business transaction, it's not about the money. It's about am I doing what's right before God. He's the one who will bless me with the money. But I need to do whatever's right before God. If it's about family, relationship, whatever it's about, we do what's right for God. Because we want to practice what? We want to practice. Right. We want to be like God. We want to practice our righteousness. We want to practice righteousness in everything we do. And how do we learn about righteousness? From God. You see. For they that are after the flesh, verse 5, mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. That's why we're here this morning. Hey, you didn't come here this morning to mind the things of the flesh. I'm sorry. I'm not that good looking, and I'm not that entertaining. So I know that I'm not fulfilling the desires of your flesh in that way. You didn't come here to have a good time, be entertained. We ain't got no guitars and stuff. Well, I play it pretty good. The French don't know that, but, you know, we don't do that here. Why? Because we're not here to fulfill the desires of the flesh. We're here to, 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 uh, to fulfill the desires of the Spirit, to learn more about God. Because I want to walk with God Monday through Monday, Sunday through Sunday. Whatever you want to say. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I want to be close to God. You know that old song? Uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. I love that song. Because when sin tempts me, I always sing that song. Because you know what? That's where God, Christ died for me. That's where our fountain of life is. Right there, at the blood. For the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind of the flesh is enmity against God. See, that's what we don't want to be. We don't want to be an enemy of God. The mind of the flesh is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. That's the world out there. They don't care about God's rules. They don't care about God's rules. They break them every day. In fact, they rejoice in breaking them. And celebrate them breaking them. And that's cool, because God lets them go ahead and do that, and he blesses them even in that. Of course, there's there's still consequences to your decisions out there. But we choose not to do that. We choose to come here and enjoy the Spirit. The Spirit in right living, in righteous decisions, in righteous everything we do. Because our life is hid in Christ, not in this world. And they that are of the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, if so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. But if any man hath not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You see how important that is? It's important to have God's spirit within us. Christ's spirit within us. How do I get that? Is that a miraculous thing? Is it a are we gonna pray about it real quick? Or, or what, what's gonna happen? Spirit of God gets into us through his word. And I have to make up my mind that I would like a little wisdom and that I'm going to spend a little time reading in this word so that I know what he wants. Now, I, we've got a good preacher, and I like to listen to him, but I don't trust him because God's word is God's word. See, my faith isn't in a preacher or a teacher. Our faith's in Christ. And how will we know if we don't look? How will we know if we don't read? How will we know if we don't spend time thinking about those things? He said we're led by the Spirit. Are we so led by the carnal that we spend all of our time chasing the carnal and no time chasing the spiritual things that God wants us to do? I'm talking to myself as well as you. We're all in this together. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Well, hmm, there's an answer. We live a new life. I used to live a different life. But God's changed my mind. God's changed my mind about who I am and who I'm going to be and who I want to be. I want to be a righteous man of God. I want to have some wisdom before God to do that I've got to have ultimate respect and understanding that my God is consumed the fire and if Christ is in you the body is dead because of righteousness but the spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall give life also unto your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you I have a mortal body He gives me life right now. Not the life that the world has. He gives me a a life of righteousness if I follow. If I allow Him in my mind, in my heart, to educate me and to change me. That's where it's all at. Colossians 1, just got a couple more, and then we'll be done, but I would like to look at a couple of these. Colossians 1, 9... And following. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray and make requests for you that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I want us to look at the last half of that verse that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding now how am I going to get that is that just going to am I just going to think about it and really concentrating it God will give me what he wants it won't happen that way I'm going to have to look I'm going to have to read wisdom and understanding to walk worthily of the Lord unto all pleasing bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God see we have a calling we have a calling for good works and in the knowledge of God. Those good works are what? To behave to push you down here that we might show others who we believe in. What's our calling? The gospel of Christ. Our calling is to live a certain way. I used to live one way, now I live a different way. Why? What's the difference? The difference is the wisdom of God. Fear the Lord. He changes our mind about that. And you know what? I fear God more than I fear the world. I don't want to be accepted by them as much as I do want to be accepted by God. See? Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet, who has made us qualified, if you will, to be partakers of the inheritance and the saints of light. He's made us prepared, qualified, meet to be those saints. Now, I'm not perfect and you're not either, but He's made us qualify through Christ. We're not looking to ourselves for salvation. Now, do I want to align myself with God? Yes. Do I want to align myself with His Son? Yes. Do I want to put off the works of sin? Yes. Is it easy? Well, that's why He died for us. Because it's not easy. But we have an intent. We have an intent to live righteously. We have an intent to live godly. We have an intent to do what's right and pure and just in the eyes of God. Strengthened with all power according to the might of His glory and all patience and long-suffering with joy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Patience? Oh, oh, oh I want it right now. And long-suffering? Oh, no, no. no, no. With joy? Yeah. See, we're called so. We're called to character building through the long-suffering patience and to have the joy of salvation in our minds. Now, that don't mean we're jumping up, down, laughing. woohoo! That don't mean that. But it does mean that through all of our trials, we understand that we're being groomed, but we understand that we have salvation. The trial doesn't mean you don't have salvation. I mean, look at the trials Jesus went through. He was beaten. They whooped on him, put the crown of thorns on him, stabbed him in the side, hung him on the cross. Does that mean God left him? God didn't leave him. Oh, he did there while he died in but God was with him. He knew that his son had to do that. Why? Because that was the design. If we don't have that sacrifice, we don't have the way to God. And Christ came come down here and made himself that sacrifice for me and you. And he knows that I'm weak. You're weak. And he knows that my weakness is different than your weakness. But no matter what, there's no way that we can fulfill the pleasing desires of God unless it be inside. Because he did it for me. He did it for you. And that's why we want to find out more about God and his wisdom. So that we can live and walk in Christ. Upon that highway of righteousness. Verse 13. Who delivered us out of the power of darkness. He sin once upon a time had a hold on you. And that's the way it is with the world. You've got to understand. People in the world. Sin's got a hold on them. Who delivered us out of the power of darkness. And translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have our redemption. The forgiveness of our sins. There's where our redemption's at. The son of his love. The son of his love. The special one that came here and lived by faith like you and I. Had a physical body like you and I. Had to eat food like you and I. Had to dress like you and I. Had to go to the bathroom like you and I. He was some God. But he came down here and he seen what was right and he lived. Not only by faith, but he lived by those Old laws. That you and I might be redeemed. Because I couldn't do it. I have looked into it. And I can't do it. <laughs> and you want to be able to do it? You, we've already said And so Christ did what I can't do. Christ did what you can't do. And that's why our love is due Him. You see. Because He purchased us, bought us that ticket. And God's up there administering grace. He knows that I'm ugly. He knows that I've sinned, but I also honestly don't it to Him, and that I don't want it in my life. And we walk the sons. My dad used to knew I was hungry. He didn't give me a whooping for everything I did, although I did get a few whoopings, and I think he knew I did stuff. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? God, my dad dealt with me as a son. My, my mother overlooked a lot more. But <laughs> and God does too. He looks at his son. And when I did things to please my dad, he rewarded me. And when I did things weren't pleasing to him, he punished me. Same way with God. So I ask you this morning, where's your life at? Are you, are you living in fear of God or are you living in love of Christ? Has the fear of God motivated you to go beyond just the beginning of wisdom? You see, this is just the beginning. God's with us all the way. And he'll bring that fear into respect and into ultimate love. And love still has fear in it, because I have fear that I may not do what's pleasing to the Father. So I watch <laughs> myself. And I work on myself. But all the time, it's not me. It's Christ. Because what is our sacrifices? Our sacrifices are sacrifices of thanksgiving. Because we know salvation's been secured. And as dirty as I was, I was white as snow. You are too. In Christ. Because he washes away those sins. We're not standing here. You don't have those guys that race cars, they got all the advertisements all over. We're not standing here with all our sins all over. When he washes away, he washes it all away. He doesn't say, well, let's see, this one's kind of bad. Uh, I'm going to keep that one. But these other ones, we're going to go ahead and let it go. Oh, that's the way it is. He washes you completely clean. You're white as snow. You're acceptable to God in his mercy and in his grace. You fall down, well, he'll pick you back up and clean your clothes back off and you start to walk again. Because that's what he does to us. You're not going to walk this life without falling down. You're not going to have perfect faith every day. But God's there with you. And if we look to Him, He'll give us the wisdom we need to walk this life. If you're outside the body of Christ, we know that the beginning is in the baptistry. And if you're a Christian this morning, I hope that you look at yourself and your life and your relationship with God and and take a look deeper into His Word so that we can all see one another on that day. Because I intend to be there with everything that I can do. Christ did it already for me. He done it for you too. Let's stand and sing our closing song. Thank you for listening.